Listener Production. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. Everyone relax. This is Tofop with friends. I'm Charlie Clawson and joining me on this episode is Jenna Hocking. It's Valentine's Day tomorrow, so we thought we'd have a bit of fun and bring Jenna in. She is a dating advice columnist for the Daily Mail and the New York Post. She also has a pretty incredible Instagram account. Um, Every Monday, she does her Saucy Secrets uh, segment where People confess uh, various secrets to her and she posts them with hilarious commentary, gifts and images. If you haven't checked it out, you can at Jana underscore Hocking on Instagram. There'll be a link in the episode description. Uh, this is a fun chat. She's got some do's and don'ts for Valentine's Day. So if you're planning to take your loved one out for Valentine's Day, we might have some tips for you. If you're single and feeling shit about Valentine's Day, you can have a laugh at this. We talk about some other weird stuff as well, as we always do. Uh, new episodes of Tofop and Philosophy and Two Guys, One Cup are in the feed. Please check them out. We'll be back again next week. I don't know who's going to be on the show next week, but there's someone good, I'm sure. We're, we're recording these ahead of time. Anyway, I've gone on for too long. Here is Jenna Hocking. <laughs> Jenna, welcome back. How are you? I'm so good. Do you know how many new followers I got after the last time I was on here? I got so excited. One day I woke up and I had all these new followers and I was like, where's this from? And then I realized your podcast was out because they're all they're ah, to well, see me. So we're influencing an influencer. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get followers on a Thursday when my news.com and New York Post article comes out and I get followers on a Sunday when my Daily Mail like articles come out, but normally I don't get followers any other day. I think this was like a Tuesday, so I was stoked. I mean, like I say to everyone, like your saucy secrets on a Monday evening is like must watch television. Like I'm surprised that's not where the bulk of your followers come from. And the amount of times like I've been tempted to be like, Oh, do we, am I friends enough with Jana that I can like, who was that celebrity that that person was mentioning? Oh oh my God. No, I, I mean, no, you can't, I can't can't because you got, you, you, well, I'll get sued. I'm desperate. And especially when someone tells me a really good saucy secret about a celebrity and it's quite flattering for them. I really want to out them. There was one that I got about some celebrity who was like a really generous lover. And I was like, well, yeah. if that was about me, I wouldn't mind if someone named and shamed me. Like, please, I want yeah, that rumor. Right. <laughs> but it'll be that one I, celebrity I, that doesn't like it. I heard a rumor about a, like a mega famous like Hollywood movie star who was out in Australia years ago. And I had a few girlfriends who had kind of hooked up with him and they were like, he is top notch, 100% like the best lover they've ever had. And I was like, oh, wow. Does it, isn't it enough that he's rich and famous? Does he also have to be good in bed? So annoying. So annoying. I know it's like those people at work who are like really pretty and good at their job. And you're like, pick one, just pick one. Be pretty or smart, not both. Yeah. Okay. Can we have a clue? Their name sounds like. Mom Moose or? Uh, well, no, if, 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 if it's like the, the, there's no sound like it's a, it's a fairly unique name. Um, uh, has worked in Australia more than once. That that will be my clue. 
has come to Australia more than once to work. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get on the Google okay, after the, this. <laughs> that's a, I'll tell you off there. Yeah, I'll do, tell you off do, there. do. Yeah. I always get so nervous and I always have Daily Mail asking me, who was that celebrity who did that really crook thing? And I'm like, I can't tell you because like, I don't have that much savings, but what I do, I want to keep in my bank account, not get sued. <laughs> well, when people do like message you on Saucy Secrets and say, hey, you know, um, I was with this math star or <laughs> whatever. Lot, I noticed maths comes up quite a bit. It's a lot of reality television <laughs> yeah, stars. Yeah, because they're all hussies and they sleep with a lot of people yeah, and right. a lot of people like to say they've slept <laughs> with a math star and I'm always happy to listen. <laughs> <laughs> but do you need to like, how do you, do you like, do you, uh, seek any kind of verification or do you mm. respond and say like specifically do you try and get any information or do you just take it as as gospel there's ones so when I used to do my I would ask on a Sunday night all right everyone tell me your saucy secret and they would come through my dms I could look at their accounts if they weren't on private the problem was I wasn't getting very good saucy secrets because people feel a little braver if you, if they can really keep themselves anonymous. So then I found this yeah. app that just creates a website link where people can put their secrets and even I can't see who it's come from. Yeah. In saying that though, whenever, and there's a lot that you can tell a bullshit. Like as soon as you read it, you're like, that yeah. never happened. That's just some idiot who wants me to throw up a picture of a girl in her G-string to match whatever secret they've put up. (laughs) But some of them, but then a lot of people out themselves. So I'll share their secret with like a raunchy picture and then they'll go, oh, my God, that was my secret. And then I dive deep into (laughs) their Instagram. Yeah. Or I had one lady, this is one of the wildest secrets I've ever been sent, and she went straight through my DMs. And this story is wild, but it is 100% true. So she's just like a, I think she was a nurse or a teacher. Like she's something very sweet and innocent, gorgeous girl blonde. Mm. And she came through my DMs and said, I've got a saucy secret for you. I meet up with other school mums. After we drop the kids off, we go to a hotel and we have a big old orgy. And I was like, what the heck? So then, of course, I asked. Soccer mum orgy. A soccer mum orgy. <laughs> and so I was like, well, how the heck did that happen? They said, we all went to Skirt Club, which is this, it's all around Australia. And it's this, Skirt Club is where women who think they might be bisexual can go to a really girly cocktail party and basically get it on with each other. They can explore their bisexuality. So she did that. Yeah, right. Loved it. They had a great old time, made friends with all the women she was getting it on with. They kept it going. So they would drop their kids off at school and then, you know, and her husband's completely fine with it. It's mad. It sounds so like, like it sounds so civilised, like when you describe it like that, like <laughs> because I've never been to an orgy and I understand there's probably like levels of orgy, you know, there's probably a real high-end orgy where like everyone's beautiful and, you know, you've got to submit a photo to get yeah, accepted yeah. and there's probably grosser orgies that you read at organised orgies or whatever. <laughs> but the idea of like linking it to a long lunch, you know, oh. and then centering it in and around like <laughs> school your school off. pickup community. <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> like all of a sudden, 
it takes away the kind of like the, the sort of the sleazy stigma. All of a sudden it seems like a, almost like a wholesome kind of event. Oh, my God, totally. And even so then I ended up writing about it for Daily Mail and so I had like an hour-long conversation with her and I was like, well, what's Skirt Club like? And she's like, Jenna, it's such a female-run event. Like you have to go and eat cocktail dresses. We have really nice champagne. We have cocktails. We play games, like getting to know you games. And then they have a big old orgy. Her first kiss with a girl was in a foursome, naked in a bed. Right. I was just like, and this is just like a nurse in the suburbs. Like an all-girl all-girl, all-girl foursome. Yeah, so she was at the party. Yeah, right. And one of the, they have these people at Skirt Club, like they have women there and it's their job to help you introduce you to other women because you might be a little bit nervous. And so once they finished mm. their games and they had all had their cocktails, they all start going off into different rooms because they do Airbnb, mm. Airbnb houses. And she said she was in a corner really nervous and this lady goes, well, come on, why don't you come upstairs with me and I'll show you around. Led her into a bedroom where three women were naked on a bed. One of them said, come on over. She did. And her first female kiss wasn't turned into a four-way orgasm or four-way orgy. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, oh, hopefully a four-way orgasm. I mean, yeah, that's what we'd exactly. hope for, right? That, that, that's the perfect <laughs> end of that story. But clearly the first rule of Skirt Club is not don't talk about Skirt Club. No, because <laughs> then I reached out to them and I was like, oh, my God, I've just heard the most crazy story. I really want to write about it for Daily Mail. They were like, call us. What do you need to know? They want to get the word out about Skirt Club so more women come. But it's it's the same thing as we were talking about, kind of the hierarchy of orgies and swinger clubs. Orgies, yeah. You have to send in a photo. You have to send in your ID. You have to allow them to do a background check before you are allowed to go to the party. And I thought, well, that's safer than a dating app where they don't check anything. So yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like you know, I'm an actor. I'm used to submitting a headshot and having to audition, <laughs> going to meet the producers. Oh my God. First of all, I mean, it would be soul crushing though. I think, like, to submit that eight by ten or whatever it is. Maybe it's a full body shot or something like that. And <laughs> but not I'm get just in. like, thanks, but no <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, we just uh, we're we're going in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my god! I, I just got rejected from an orgy. <laughs> can't get into a swingers. Like, what the? I know. I would be. I mean, can't I be an apprentice? I just, I'll just be the towelboy day yeah. one. Just let me be the towelboy. I'll just sit in the corner with popcorn. Like, I don't need to touch anyone. I just want to look. <laughs> but well, I do know that at some kind of swingers parties or whatever, there is like, you can't be a, an unaccompanied male. Like, you, mm-hmm. you, uh, unaccompanied females are, are welcome, but not, not un unaccompanied males and I'm like oh but that's kind of how I want to work out if I want to do it or not you know like can I is there is there some kind of visitor pass or something like I'll stay behind perspex glass or something like because I don't want any fluids getting anywhere like like just I'll wear one of those hazmat suits like a like I'm exploring somewhere in stranger things like you know the upside down won't freak anyone out at all I don't know someone might have a kink for a guy in like radioactive gear do you know what there's a kink for everything that's what I'm learning about saucy secrets there's a kink for everything. I just got all this hate mail today because my article, which went on New York Post like three hours ago, this is how quickly the hate mail comes in. I I didn't even bag out. Why did it come up? I wrote in my article that my friend, oh, she found out. Okay. So she fact, she hacked into her boyfriend's laptop 
which I think is worse than their phone because she looked up all his – actually, no, it's probably the same. She looked into his Pornhub um, categories, oh like what God. categories he looks at. History. History. And she discovered yeah, that he's yeah. obsessed with – Is it? I'm going to get the name wrong, but is it anime, anime porn, like the cartoon? Anime. Yeah, yep. anime yeah, porn. Yeah. Anyway, put that in my article. I was like, anyway, ha, 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 she found out he's into anime porn. That community is strong. I got DMs and yeah. essays of men going, how dare you kink shame anime porn? I don't think I did. Were you kink shaming anime? I don't anime? think I did. I just wrote, I wrote. I mean, I can, I can understand people being outraged that someone would breach their partner's privacy <laughs> yeah. by hacking into yeah, them. Get, to me, that get is. Get angry at me about that. That is the. <laughs> that, that, that is the bad thing. But like, uh, like the, uh, I mean, I just feel like in. I've never felt so like vanilla and old and boring as when I read Saucy Secrets. I'm like, is everyone having an affair and having group sex yeah. and discovering they're actually gay? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Why am I so boring? Why am I so vanilla? Are you loving my segment at the moment? I just, now I just call them, I'm not gay, but dot, dot, dot. Because all these dudes send me Saucy Secrets that are like, I'm not gay, but I got really drunk and like let my make me a blowjob the other night. And I'm like, like, do we have to start them with I'm not gay but? It's just like, cool, yeah. you got a blowjob off your friend. Like it's okay if you are <laughs> gay and it's okay if you're not. But, no, there's a lot of men. What are, is, there, is there like a male equivalent? There must be for like bi-curious like stick club. There should be. <laughs> is there be. a stick club for yes, guys? Stick. Like but I want it to be with the same classy structure yeah. like because guys – when it comes to sex, like dudes, we, you know, we don't like, we're very unimaginative, you know, it's very literal, but I would like it to be, again, a long lunch, a group of guys, they get dressed up, they wear nice suits and then they all go to a hotel and fuck each other. Like, like that I makes, love that. Makes that makes no sense to me. Well, that's what the gay community does. All my best gay mates love brunch. They all go to brunch and do that. Yeah. So I know, but I know that. So my, my, like I, know, I understand that, but I'm talking about like the guys who write into you who, who say I'm not gay but, who are clearly by curious, curious. Yeah. maybe they don't have the confidence or whatever, like wouldn't it be nice to have an event that they could go to? And I imagine too the thing with skirt club or stick club is you don't have to get involved. There's no kind of no like pressure. pressure. It's like just come and hang out and if you want to go into a room, go for it. Yep. Like I think you need to make it safe for the for the, the bi-curious guys like that. It's like, look, it's just going to be long lunch, you know, we've booked this place, this hotel or whatever. You can just keep drinking and hanging out with the other guys. Or you can if you get the if you get the urge, go into a room. Go for it. And maybe we should I'm start it. We should this. stick club. Because there's <laughs> lots of money in it. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. We'll do deals with venues, <laughs> with like a liquor supplies. Oh. Like event organizers. Jenna, we're gonna make a fortune. I know, I really feel this for us. And we make sure we take everyone's mobile phone at the door so there's no like leaking yeah. Of footage. It's a lot of responsibility for us, but I think we could do it well. Maybe martinis stick, like beers and martinis. I don't know what to go. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I would have no idea how to, like I, I, I haven't worn a suit in maybe five years. Well, <laughs> like, like, it's time to get I'd it out. I have to take your lead on the classy <laughs> elements, but, you know, um, I know guys. It, yeah, we could, well, the standards would be loafers, long pants, right. cologne, Condoms. Cologne? Condoms. Come on. Yes, cologne. Yes, yeah, cologne. Definitely. And condoms. 
No cologne. No cologne. I love Natural cologne. Natural mask. No, ew, gross. Do no, really? if I'm there like like monitoring that it's all safe with my popcorn in the corner, you need to smell nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not creepy at all. Now, how's the mat? How's the, now you said you were getting a bunch of like um, uh, hate mail from the anime fans, mm. but uh, how's the manosphere, manosphere treating you of late? Because. Oh my God. I like to stay in touch with things you've been up to and every third entry when you put your name into Google is some YouTuber, some guy. They hate Not even necessarily from Australia. They're all American. They'll just grab an article and they'll do like these 40-minute videos Mm -hmm. on Jenna Hocking and why she's so wrong. And I'm always like, the the last one I just saw was about three days ago (laughs) and I can't remember what article you'd written, something about – why, why is it that, you know, beautiful, smart, successful women can't find boyfriends or something in oh, that Oh, that triggered them. And this, oh, my God. And it was like, but this, it, I, at one point I was, so I was scrubbing through the video and I was like, is this AI? Because it seemed so, like, you know, when you sort of read something that's been generated by chat GPT or AI, like it's, it's slightly kind of um, uh, uncanny in terms of like it doesn't seem real like a human mm. being would talk like that and this one was so fixated on just couldn't get pa- past the fact that women would view themselves as being powerful or attractive or successful and have certain standards yeah certain standards that they don't want to compromise <laughs> and it was just like Oh my God, imagine dedicating 40 minutes. Well, 40 minutes is the length of the video. I imagine it took hours to put it together. Mm-hmm. I, plus the editing and finding all the clip art and stuff. Well, what's mad to me is this guy in America, there's one specific guy, and now all the other guys are trying to jump on with the same thing. He's got half a million followers. And every time I do an article, he does, like, it could take me 20 minutes to write that article. And you're right, he's dedicated 40 minutes to an hour dissecting it. And I think you've put more energy into this than it did for me to write it. And it's all, he loves saying over and over again, she's almost 40. She's hit the wall. She's going to die with cats. So my friends and I, sometimes we make it a drinking game. And so we're like, take a shot every time he says I'm almost 40, as if it's the worst thing in the world, or I've hit a wall, or I'm going to die sad and alone. Like these men, and he does it you have to laugh. He does it. It looks like a, his mother's basement and he's got a big American mm. flag. He's a real Trump supporter. He's that guy that got dumped oh, once and never got over it and it's his life mission to just hate on women and I love it. I just love triggering him. Like it, it shouldn't bring me joy but it does. <laughs> well, it's a classic case of you look at who you're pissing off and if it's the right kind of people, you know you're doing I'm a good job. I'm on the right track. <laughs> like in, <laughs> In your instance, it feels like you're in the right track. Exactly. I just find it like, I mean, like, you know, manosphere aside, but like just trolls in general, like the amount of energy left and right, you know, it doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you're on or what social issues you believe in or support. Like the easiest thing is just to not engage. Oh, like if no. someone says or does something that you don't agree with, cool. like jog on. Yeah. Don't read the article. Exactly. Like how does it affect you oh, in the slightest? My God. I just can't get over the people. Even if it's just sending out a tweet or an Instagram post, I'm always like, you hate this thing. And the amount of psychic energy it has like exhausted in you to create that post or put that out there and then people are commenting, it's like that is the 
they're winning. Oh, they're winning. Oh, totally. If, if you are, if, yeah, I say so. The Daily Mail editor he'll call me sometimes and be like, "Do you want me to delete the comments? <laughs> they're going quite hard." And I'm like, "No," because it creates debate. If I ever write an article and people just go, kind of go, "Yeah, cool." Well, then what was the point of writing that article? Like, I love the people that are like, yes, thank God, someone finally said it or preach. But then there's the people that start fights with them in the comments. And it was like, there's some, for some reason, there is so many men out there who have such a problem with a woman talking openly about sex. So I always assume they're mm. not getting sex and they're probably a little bit triggered or there's always, there's always a backstory to why these men have so much hatred for women almost talking like men, I guess you could say. But, no, I love the comments and I love, you know, if it gets under their skin, cool, maybe they'll start thinking about it. So, I also think it, it, it's also like it comes down to exposure, you know, because I, I grew up with like six sisters, you know, and, you know, my, mother, my father died when I was quite young so I pretty much was raised oh, wow. by my mum. And so I've never, I've always felt comfortable talking to girls like it's never been an issue I have lots of girlfriends it's it's not there's I remember Gemma was away working once and this guy uh, that I was working with was like oh well, you know where's your wife and so she's in the states she's traveling and working for a couple of weeks and he's like aren't you aren't you worried aren't you jealous that you know some guy's going to hit on her and I'm like dude <laughs> like if someone thinks he can go up to my wife and drop a line at a bar and get <laughs> into bed Good luck because punch it, it took face. me six months to convince <laughs> her to sleep with me. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't happen like that. And 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 you getting jealous or possessive of this person like has absolutely no, uh, it, it has no um, uh, constructive uh, 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 input on the relationship. If anything, it's just going to drive yourself insane and create rifts in the in in the the relationship. But. Have you personally? Yeah. Because I went to like an all boys school and I knew guys growing up who only had brothers and had a real trouble interacting with women. It was either, you know, you're an object of desire or you're this thing that I dismiss because you're not into sport or you're not into these things that I'm into and, you know, you, you, you have emotional needs that I don't, that, that make me <laughs> uncomfortable. Stop talking about So I knew guys like that, but I would. <laughs> yeah, but I'd say most of the guys I'm friends with, like even if they are, you know, more stereotypically masculine or whatever, still are very comfortable around women and happy for their partners to do well. But do you encounter like the manosphere type mm. men in real life or do you think they mainly exist online? Uh, no, they mainly exist online. Um, I actually had a guy uh, come up to me in the pu- on the pub in the pub, Jenna. It's Friday. I can't talk. I had a guy come up to me in the <laughs> on pub. On the pub. On, I might have been on the pub by this stage. Um, yeah. On Sunday, <laughs> and he was. He goes, "I love reading your articles because it's like reading a girl's diary." He, which is true. Like I have such a male following because men don't get women. They just don't, and we don't get men. And like, you know, I'm 39 and so are my, most of my girlfriends, like, we're all the same age and we still go, what the fuck, over a text message or a dumping or a anything. So I just treat my columns like a diary, which is good and bad because then sometimes I'll read a month later and be like, oh, my God, you said way too much. But I think men love it because they're like, that's how you think. That's what my girlfriend meant when she got upset by this or this is what she really wants. And, yeah, I had this guy come up to me in the pub 
and he was waving my article on his phone. He was like, I just read this this morning. And it was about um, <laughs> why men in New York are better to date because I just got back from New York and they're ruthless. Like they'll pick you up at the pub, at the bakery. I got picked up by the security guy at the airport. Like they just treat oh, dating wow. like a numbers game where they're like, just ask as many right. women as you can and one will say yes. And so I had said right. like, Aussie blokes, you need to lift your game because these New York men are getting. Well, are you laid. saying that's a? You're saying that's a, a, a. Are you saying it's a good thing yeah. that they're hitting yeah, on yeah. people left, right, yeah, and center? Yeah, do it, do it. Really? Oh, I love it. Only because dating now, men in Australia, <laughs> you, you're gonna hate me for saying this, but they just don't go to as much effort. I'm just saying. I'm just 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 <laughs> letting the, my manosphere colleagues know they're about to. Trigger they're warning. About to get very angry. Trigger warning. Yeah, I'm gonna jump on the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> My, the notice board on dark web and I'm gonna I got some things to say about you. Yeah, go on. But they say things like, um, but but whereas men here, they'll kind of, you know, swipe right and take you to the pub for dinner. And that's their wooing right. style. Whereas the American men still have that old school kind of like wine and dine. I don't know, they got the gift of the gap and it works. Um, and he, he came running up to me in the pub and he's like, you're so right. I never put any more effort in, but I'm wondering why I'm single and I need to go my wife. And I was like, yes, because I had just been hammered all day from trolls, keyboard warriors going, you think you're all that in a bag of chips? And I was like, oh God, maybe, maybe I am wrong. But I didn't think I was wrong. And then I, I loved this guy. So it sounds like you... It sounds like you read the comments. Oh, I never read is, the comments. You no, know, a big no under Daily Mail, oh, okay. and I don't think they do it on News dot com. New York Post, or the Americans, they go hard. I never read those, but I always read the comments in my DMs. But that's because I can't help myself. Right. <laughs> but D, the Daily Mail, well, one of my wild. <laughs> one of my favorite things that you do on uh, Saucy Secrets, it's when there's well, there's. There's, there's two. <laughs> when someone, when a guy like asks you out or like tries to flirt with you through the saucy secrets like medium, there's always a pretty like brutal and hilarious put down, <laughs> which is like my favorite. Because they're always and then so rude. And, <laughs> they're always like. Yeah, well, I mean. Uh, no, maybe. No, no, go on, please. Okay. Maybe it's because I've sifted through all the saucy secrets and most of them, it, it gets so annoying. They're like, I had a wank over your pictures last night or um, I think about you when I sleep with my missus or your tits look amazing in that shot. So by the time I get a guy, so sometimes I'm like, I'm getting sassy tonight. So that guy last week who yeah, was right. like, how do I have sex with you? I was just like, I've got the perfect picture for this. I love a bit <laughs> of sass and I usually think people will get angry, but people love it. So I'm like, cool, I'm happy to keep doing no, it. No, that's, that, that's the vet stuff. Uh, you know, that, that girl who, who trolled you by saying, oh, I slept with your ex. <laughs> you posted that gif of the girl flipping the bird, double bird while riding a, a, a horse bareback. was like, that is the greatest gif I've ever seen. <laughs> it was awesome. I was really proud of that one. I was like, even if no one else laughs, I love this. And then, yeah, you sent me a message going, yes. I was like, yeah, I feel good about that. That was so good. It was such a brutal takedown. I loved it. Now, Jenna, there is a reason uh, we have you on the show today, and that is because tomorrow is Valentine's Day, mm -hmm. the day filled with most love. I mean, I must admit, I don't think in 20 years of uh, being with uh, Gemma that we've probably done Valentine's Day once or twice. Charlie. We, so I'm not talking 
Oh, come on. It's it manufactured holiday. It's oh just puts pressure. My God. It makes single people feel bad and it makes couples <laughs> makes couples argue over the fact that they haven't done anything. Now look, I'm all for Valentine's Day. I'm just very forgetful. We I mean, we hardly even remember our anniversary. I think we've celebrated our anniversary like once in 20 years. So <laughs> it's more of a just forgetfulness kind of thing. But for those who are looking to do something romantic, mm. maybe you've set up a date or something for Valentine's Day. You have some do's or don'ts. So what have you got for us? Well, I love that you said you forget because my first don't is don't forget <laughs> Valentine's Day. And also, Charlie, I don't know how you do forget because take one scroll of Instagram or walk into any supermarket or news agency or David Jones right now and it's full of hearts and love heart chocolate boxes and so I call BS on you forgetting Valentine's Day because Um, you can't escape it which can be annoying if you're single. It's. I mean, I mean, it's just a, it's part of that background consumerist noise we get because it's like it's it's candy canes and then it's love hearts and then it's Easter eggs and then it's whatever the next thing is. So I can, I can a hundred percent drain it out. Yeah, I get that. They I block do, it out. They call it the Hallmark holiday, which I get. But I say, as a girl who's been single for a lot of the last few Valentine's days, lean in, just lean in because I think it's the most, it's one day of the year where you can just be as mushy as you want and get away with it because it's Valentine's Day. So you're like, just lean in. But I also say this is a very important don't. Don't send flowers to that your partner's house, send it to their work so they can show off because there's something Ah, about seeing the constant flower deliveries at work. Even though sometimes I don't get them, it brings me joy to see girls' faces light up when they get that big bunch of flowers. So always send it to their workplace so they can show off. Okay, but what if like that's not, what if they, you know, they sort of are on the road or they don't, you know, work in an area where they can show off to their friends? Like do you still think you'd send it to work? That to me, because look, here's the two, right? You've got the romantic brain. I've got the practical brain. In my head I'm like, oh, fuck, now I've got to lug around these flowers and I'll probably forget them. Get them delivered. Like send them to my home. No, spend the extra $20 and get them delivered. If she's like a truckie. Then maybe no, not. no, no, no. I'm saying like, <laughs> just say you sent me flowers, right, at my work for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, man, but I've got all these things I need to we do and care. I'm going to have to leave them in the back of the car. We're not thinking really? like that. The, We're I, not thinking like that. We're <laughs> thinking how many people have seen me get these flowers and I guarantee you every girl in that office has seen you get those flowers. And if they haven't, I'm holding them and doing a hot lap around the workplace and there's something cool about lugging it on a train and being like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh these are my flowers I got flowers for Valentine's Day. Okay and so what's a minimum spend you reckon like so you know you can get your um like you know like like I reckon like what the 75 to 80 bouquet from a nice florist. Well the trick is to get it the day before. Flowers will stay fresh because they're so expensive on Valentine's Day. And yes, I will admit they are a ripoff because the florists are just cashing in. So I say don't spend beyond your means because we all get there's a financial yeah. crisis at the moment. Get it. And, and another way you can get away not spending too much money on but flowers. But can you, can you get away with the service, service station no, roses? No, Can you get them from food works? No, no. no. Or if you want to be a bit savvy, 
get them from there, but then change the paper because they always use that <laughs> cheap, tacky foil. Don't yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah buy yeah. a flower's a flower, but just maybe buy some different wrapping paper to put them in because okay. tacky looks right, tacky. Or if you don't want to spend $100 on roses, because realistically it will cost you about 100 on Valentine's Day, get her her favorite flower. So maybe she likes lilies or daisies or something like that. So you don't have to stick to the roses, I don't think, because they're far too expensive on Valentine's Day. Okay, what about like is there is there secondary like chocolates, balloons, anything else that you or what about something unexpected like a like a gift of some kind? Jewelry, jewelry. Why can't I say the word jewelry? Oh, come on, <laughs> you're just saying let's save money now. You're asking me to go Diamonds. down to Tiffany's and Diamonds. <laughs> what do you a want Fabergé to do? Egg. <laughs> trip to Europe, but that's it. But no far. <laughs> Minimum. Um, no, I think you can. Even just like a cute little locket, something sentimental. It doesn't have to be diamonds, but like cute earrings or maybe mm. um, something they've had their eye on. Like, okay, here's an idea. Listen to every single word they yep. say the month before Valentine's Day. It could be an add-on TV. Oh, my TV. God, what are you talking about? Yeah. No way. Yes, take <laughs> notes. I have to be attentive to my partner? No way. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> no, just find that little thing. Or maybe it's just a restaurant they want to try. Okay. What I'm hearing, though, from you, <laughs> Jana, is this sounds like advice for people who have a partner already. Because don't you think if, if this was a first date and I'm rocking up mm. with jewellery, like that's zero to 100, right? I mean, is that, is that red flags for you if you go on a first date and a guy presents you with a gift? Are you like, okay. oh, even if it is Valentine's Day? If it's Valentine's Day, just one single rose. I think because you've got to acknowledge it's the okay. day. If you're going on a first date on Valentine's Day, don't. First of all, don't. That's way, way, way too much pressure. But if it's the only day in the week that works, just bring one single rose just to acknowledge the day. And then she'll be chuffed because she's probably gone through the whole day without anything. So she's already feeling a bit shit. So just get her a cute little rose. It's not saying, ta-da, here's a giant bunch of flowers. It's just saying, here's something cute. And then I'll, I'll probably marry them. Okay. And let me throw another hypothetical at you. Okay. So you've um, had been on a couple of dates with a guy, like things are going okay, but you're still not, you know, 100% sure how you feel about it. Valentine's Day is approaching. Do you expect plans to be made on Valentine's Day? Oh, God. That's a hard one. I think three dates and above, Yes. <laughs> If it's your second, you just ignore it. <laughs> if you've only been on two dates, just ignore the whole day. That's too much pressure. Awesome. It's too thirsty. <laughs> but three or more. Yeah. Do you know what? Okay. If you've been on three dates, a cute text. Oh, no, a cute text makes you look okay. cheap. God, that's a hard one. I, Single rose. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Because you're sort of, you're not quite committed. And you're not, and it's not first date, so it can't be just like a novelty thing. It's like, oh, this is either a serious statement or it's nothing, which is could be worse. Which is really setting. Ignore it. I think you're right. Ignore it. You're too busy. You you you, you ignore it. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe a funny, maybe a funny, a funny cute text once it's too late to do anything. Oh, it's Valentine's Day. Here's a. Here's yeah, a here's like here's a, a, a gift from like a show that you like. <laughs> yeah, here's a love actually gift. Exactly, exactly. I do think in the back of a girl's head though she is still going to be thinking if I've been on three dates with a guy and it's Valentine's Day, 
at the back of my head, I'm going to be thinking, oh, I hope he sends me something. Like you will, like a cute text right. or okay. a, yeah. But if you, right. if you've been on three dates and you're like, I am in, I am, this girl has me hooked. Why not make a grand gesture? That could be kind of cool. That could extend it for okay. quite a few more dates or freak them out. What I'm hearing is end all, end all, end all relationships after two dates. Yeah. <laughs> That's Don't date fortune. in January or the start of February. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dry January, but for dating. <laughs> all right this is good this is good advice all right what else you got for us um i've also got oh do take notice of your appearance so if you are doing a valentine's day date i I mean how hard you want to make this for us no i hate to say this i hate to say this but as a girl who has been on so many dates Three rules for you, man. Wear deodorant. Okay. Brush your no. teeth. Wear a nice oh, outfit. Oh, come on. What is this? I hate that I have to say it, but I do. The amount of times I've sat opposite a man who has the worst breath in the world, nothing oh, kills a no. libido like someone who needs a good dental check. <laughs> so, so, and, yeah. and cologne. Gingivitis, gingivitis is not a turn on. It's not getting you in bed. It's really not. But I'd make, just go to a little bit of effort. We women, we do our hair, we paint our nails, we maybe get Botox. We go, we'll probably buy a new outfit if it's Valentine's Day. We are, yeah. we are taking this day to a 10, me to set a seven. Wear nice cologne, do your hair nice. Don't wear thongs. Do care about your appearance just for this one day and then we'll be hooked. Can I ask, mm. what's the worst outfit a guy's ever rocked up to a date with you wearing? Uh, it was, I already know, it was a ripped singlet, <laughs> ripped old bodies that were loose and hanging halfway down his butt. Oh, my God. Thongs and a rip curl hat that looked like it had come from, like, the 90s he'd been wearing since. Where were you meeting that he was allowed to wear that into a venue? No, this was at the pub. This was like a country pub. And I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind a country oh, right. boy. But he just, he had come straight from the work site. Like it was the clothes that was in the back of his wow. year. And he, I, I don't know, I get a little bit turned on by BO though. Like men's masculine BO. I get a little bit. Ooh, <laughs> no, bad ooh. breath, no. Bad uh, breath, bit, no. Uh, a bit smell, yes. Of, a hint of, I've just been on a really hot works. I, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Okay. Um, that mm-hmm. was pretty bad. That said, I give zero fucks about this date, but here I am. So, yeah. Yeah. There's been some. You bad live to tell things. the tale. Live to tell the tale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I had a guy the other day, actually. It was the hottest day in summer and this was sweet, but he took it too far to the other end of the scale. So we went to this beautiful restaurant for lunch, but it was like 40 degrees and he really wanted to wear a um, dinner suit, but it meant that he walked oh, no. in absolutely sweating. sweating. And then when we sat down for lunch, he took his coat off and all his white shirt underneath was just sweat. I felt really bad for him. See, that's... That's my great I because I'm a sweater and like I when I like I when I we had like a beer we had a bunch of friends all come up for like New Year's and stuff and we had like all the kids uh, was had uh, babysitters all the mums and dads got to go out to have a nice long lunch boozy lunch nice. and it was really really hot and I really had to look at all my 
shirt to go, what is going to, because I know I'm going to sweat. What black, is going to conceal black. the most amount of sweat? <laughs> because I, I mean, I want to wear linen because it's the most breathable, but linen on me just turns like transparent. It's not. It's but not the cute. problem with white is like, I start getting, it's like a, like a wet t-shirt contest. It starts sticking to my chest. It's like, I don't want people seeing my, my nipples through my shirt. Well, with the <laughs> right body, it's not a no. <laughs> if, if you buff, like, yeah, please. Oh, really? Better. Come on. No one wants Ooh. to see sweaty man nipples. <laughs> well, I would definitely look at them. <laughs> I do feel sorry for men. I've yeah, got okay. a same All friend right. and he gets Botox injections underneath his arm because he's a sweater as well. And um, Botox under the arm stops you sweating. Yeah. But then I learned it just means it comes, that sweat has to go somewhere. So it comes somewhere else and then he found it just oh. came out of his face. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. <laughs> poor man, poor man. Um, okay, what's another one? Oh, do think outside the box. So, you know, we all know, yeah. oh, you've got to make a restaurant reservation and you're going to be surrounded by other couples and you've got to get the bruises. I think in this time of our lives where everyone's stressed about, you know, cost of living and all that. There's nothing wrong with a picnic and a bottle of bubbly in like the park. Perfect. No notes. Get some cheese, get some crackers. Depends on the park. Well, <laughs> like if it's just a local a local park, reserve, you know, and no. there's Yeah, that's right. <laughs> No, but there's there's always in every city there's a pretty Centennial Park in Sydney, very mm-hmm. pretty, very pretty. You can get away with having a really cheap Valentine's but making it look special. So I say think outside the box, get them a different type of flowers, set up a picnic rug and spend $20 on some nice chips and a $10 bottle of wine. Perfect. No notes. Great Valentine's Day date. But, yeah, I say lean in. Um, what was another one? Oh, don't order garlic. That goes, again, hand in hand with the bad breath because if anyone's like, I can't eat garlic, it makes me bloat and it's just, it lingers for like two days. So maybe don't go to Italian for Valentine's Day. I mean, in general, any kind of food that has like a lingering odour, like onions are probably good to avoid or or anything that maybe is going to make you, like you say, bloated. (laughs) Bloated is not cute. Belching is not cute. Farting is not cute. Hold those farts in as well. Oh, my God, the last time I brought up farting in an article, that is one of the most hate mail I've ever gotten. It was don't fart in front of your partner. Men and women wow. were outraged that really? I thought it was horrible to fight him. Do you fight in front of Gemma? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been together a long time now. I can't remember when the damn wall broke. I tried. I made an effort at first. But you can't be you, can. you can't be holding it in forever. You can self-combust. I mean, that's a long time. I'm sure that's I'm sure that's bad for you. Like I'm pretty even I'm pretty sure even when I've taken my daughter to the doctor and he's talked to her about, you know, her bodily functions, the doctor says it's bad to hold it in. So I think Excuse the medical yourself. community would probably even disagree with you. Oh, you know, of course. Well, I did hear that, that is the- if you hold it in, it comes out your mouth. <laughs> that is 100% not true. I can tell you that is not true. I read it on Instagram. I understand the idea of, ex- <laughs> I understand the idea of excusing yourself to another room, yeah. but like in some ways that is actually drawing more attention to it because if it's very loud, not only have you disrupted the evening by like leaving, but then if they can hear it, it's like, oh my God, what has that guy got in that room? What has he been eating? He just eating? blew a trombone out from underneath his bed. <laughs> 
Oh, my God, I did sleep. I think it's pick your audience too. Mm. I mean, I've got a couple of friends, uh, like I've got a, I'm friends with a couple who like farting is their like. Love that language? That is the thing that bonds them. No. They actually, well, it's, a, it's kind of a love language because I think it became like a, you know, like what do you call it? Like a, like an internet kind of meme, like a planking kind of thing. <laughs> There's a new one where um, the person who's about to fart holds up their phone and films their partner and, and gets their partner to run over and say, hey, what kind of fart do you think this is going to be? And then the partner will go, oh, I think it's going to be <laughs> and then the person holding the phone lets the fart out and you see how close no. the partner got. So, no, I'm just saying, hey, look, hey, this is look, horrible. it's different strokes for different folks, Janet. This is not your, you are not in the fart world. I'm not, but most people are. But people are. No, so, no. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not to the point where I'd write you an angry letter about it, <laughs> but I'm saying there are people who it's not as big a deal. Mm-hmm. Like they might get hung up on something else. They might get hung up on people who chew with their mouths open or whatever, mm. but it's horses for courses. No. I agree. No. If you're at a nice restaurant and a nice place. Keep it like, in. don't fart. Keep it you know? in. I had yeah, a boyfriend who. If it's Sunday and you're on the couch no. and it's been a big weekend and you've got like cheesels on your lap, like who cares? No. I mean, really. It's like, oh, excuse me for a second. I'm just going to get something from the kitchen. Like I had a, I okay. used to date a farmer and he would purposely. <laughs> Is that what they sound like when you do them? <laughs> Mine sound like nothing because I, I don't You need fart. to see a doctor. I don't fart. Girls don't <laughs> fart. In my world, farting does not exist. But I used to have a boyfriend okay. who was a farmer and he would lock me, he would lock the um, windows in his ute and let out the oh, most. Oh, that's terrible. He was a really big steak eater. Steak farts. Oh, Ugh. God. And he used to like, yeah. like, like hot lock box me. Hotbox me. It was the worst thing in the world. <laughs> but my parents were married for 20 years and they never heard each other fart. So it can be mm. done. Or maybe that's why they're divorced now. Maybe. Maybe that's Yeah, I was going to say. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was holding in all those farts. Like let the <laughs> fart out, undoing. let the tension out. That's what, what I'm did? saying. They divorced and then they just let one rip. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I believe when the divorce papers were signed in the lawyer's office, that's the first thing that was the first noise they heard because they both let out 20 years of farts. <laughs> like a big atomic bomb. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> oh, my God. cloud <laughs> over the law office. I'm adding that to the don't list, don't do list for Valentine's Day. Don't fart for one day. Okay, if you're those couples that fart in front of each other for one day, the 14th of February, do not fart. There you go. That's romance. Okay. All right. All right. It might be someone's kink. You never know. This might be the oh, thing that seals the deal. It will be. I'll get that in Saucy Secrets next week. Actually, yeah. that, oh, my God, I did hear about that kink actually. But it goes a little bit further than farting. There, there are. Oh, no, I, I remember seeing a video like years ago it was getting sent around. It was a compilation of Brazilian fart porn. What? And it just consisted of like like porn stars, like really attractive looking porn stars, but all just farting in each other's faces. Why? So it was a really Why? weird thing. <laughs> I'm trying I not to know, be judgmental, it? but that one I'm judging. <laughs> That's too. Okay. Well, oh, there's that other thing. Okay, it's got the worst name in the world, but you've probably heard of it. Scatting? <laughs> oh, yeah. Heard I mean, yeah, that's, that's the. This is yeah, not yeah, that kind of, of podcast, but that is taking it to the next level. Well, I have another podcast called Two Guys, One Cup, which has taken its inspiration (laughs) from something very similar. (laughs) Okay, can I come on that one? I don't think you're a million miles off it. We'll talk about scanning (laughs) on that one. Okay, all right. How many people right now are now Googling scatting? (laughs) Please don't. Don't. Please don't. Don't don't do it on your work laptop. 
Wait till you yeah, get that's home. right. This is a this episode is very NSFW. This is a classy podcast. Okay, well then we're moving on. We're moving on. What was another one I had? Oh, I said, do leave your phone at yep. home. I think for one night, if you're going out for dinner mm. for Valentine's Day. Leave that phone at home because yeah, okay. we get so I. That's not a bad rule in, in general, right? <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah. true. <laughs> it's so true. Do you know what? I've noticed two things with dating and phones. One, you, well, I had an ex-boyfriend take me to a restaurant where they actually take your phones off you and we found it really uh-huh. hard. It was one of the best dates I've ever been on because we were, you don't even realise how many times you look at your phone during a date until you don't have it. Mm. So that was really good. Um, and I was like, okay, from now on, maybe I'll just keep my phone in my bag. Like at least take the phone off the table because if it goes off and you're having this really nice DNM romantic chat and then your phone goes off, you're going to stop and have a look at it. So leave at least leave it yeah. in your bag. And the other thing I noticed was we all tend to, everyone has stopped having sex in the morning because as soon as they wake up, everyone just goes and looks at their phone. Whereas do you remember like back in the day when you would wake up and maybe you've spent your first night there and then you'd get it on in the morning and that was like part of the fun. We're all cock-blocking each other by looking at our phones in the morning. Who cares what's on Instagram? Who cares what happened in the news overnight? At least for Valentine's Day, keep that phone as far away from you as you can. I like Brand that one. Over. I think that's a good. I, I think. I think what a, I think that's a good rule. I'm wondering though. Again, like I think for like an established couple, this is great because you know you need some quality time. Mm. But if you're on that, like, let's say we are date three. You're one of that. You're in that sphere of of relationship. Don't you need that phone to be like so you can text your girlfriends and say, can you please call? <laughs> this is going to be badly. Say my you just farted at died. the table. <laughs> can, you, yeah, can you please call me and tell me there's an emergency? Okay, well, maybe uh, keep, yeah, okay, to be fair, yeah, if you're still in the early days, don't not take your phone because, you know, we've yeah. all seen it on the news where dates can go. But a True um, crime podcast. Yeah, yeah, I've listened to them all. Um but at least keep your phone in your bag. There you go. Or men maybe in your back pocket. But, yeah, okay, maybe yeah. take your phone with it if it's early days. You don't, you know, you need to be traceable. Was it you? Was it last time you were on the show or there was someone, I, I can't remember, was it a horror story, like dating horror stories where a girl was saying that, like, the guy she was on a date with was literally, like, on a dating app while he was on a date. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't was you, was that it? That happens all the time. I'm sure. I'm sure. I've, I don't think it was me, but that has happened. Or right. I've even done that. <laughs> I've gone on, a, like, a Hinge or a Bumble date and halfway through the date realised, nope, they're not the one for me. So when they go get drinks or they go to the bathroom, I've gone back on Hinge to find someone else. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> really Who else is there? Quick. Yeah, quick. Give me some hope. There's got to be someone better. Um, but, yeah. Maybe it's a good reason to keep that phone out of sight as well. Nothing yeah. would break your heart more than seeing the person you're on a date with swiping the apps while you're on the date. Don't do that. That's a don't oh for Valentine's yeah. Day. That's a big don't. <laughs> That's a don't. <laughs> um, oh, another don't is don't contact your ex. We all, Nothing oh. makes you feel more single than Valentine's Day. Get it. Totally get it. That is not a good enough excuse to get back in contact with your ex. That's just you feeling lonely. And guess what? On the 15th of February, you won't care anymore. You'll be like, oh, why did I get back in contact with him? Now I've created a hot mess again. 
just because I was feeling lonely on Valentine's Day. So get all your girlfriends together, all your guy friends, go and do something fun. Distract, distract, distract. Don't go What if the though, is, is this a good deployment of friends with benefits? Like, is this a good day to deploy that hall pass you have or whatever? Like you've got a buddy with a that buddy, you yes. can have sex with. And it's not like no strings attached. Like you guys get along enough that you can have a nice meal together. You can get intimate and there's going to be no weirdness. Is this the sort of perfect day no, to deploy? No. No, because then It's a waste. The, well, they're thinking, oh, she must secretly like me because she wants to do something together on Valentine's Day. No, no, no. Yes. Like, I mean, you can, you can communicate your exact <laughs> intentions. Be like, hey, it's the loneliest day of the year for single people. Why don't we just go out, have a nice meal and see what happens? I wouldn't like, fall it, for that. Yeah. I would be like, no, because that's a real day. A friends with benefits is you get there at 10 p.m. and you leave by 5 a.m. You don't you don't go for cute dinners. You don't. If you do something huh. on Valentine's Day with a friend with benefits, that's one of you showing your intentions, which are not friends with benefits. Right. I didn't even think of that, but you're probably right. Even if you discuss it up front and you lay the ground rules. And you're also matter. admitting to them that I feel lonely. Do you know when you feel lonely, that's when your friends come in hand. But isn't that what a friend with benefits is for? No, like that's it's like, like, hey, I just need a bit my, of like intimacy. My vagina feels lonely. That's not like my whole aura feels lonely. But where does the that no, but you're just discussing the benefits side. I'm talking like I want the friend. <laughs> the friends thing the is benefits. not real. The friends <laughs> thing is not real. The friends oh, with benefits right. thing is just like I'm horny, let's boink. I think if you're asking a friend so. with benefits to spend Valentine's Day with you, you're saying, oh, I'm changing the rules and maybe we could explore this further. So do you, maybe the, the biggest story here is you don't believe that friends with benefits, like the actual, the, the, uh, the, the, to the letter or the definition of friends, but you don't think it can exist. You think it's just a sexual partner. If like it's not. You don't think someone can have a friendship where there is a physical aspect to it? I think you can have respect for each other. But if you're yeah. such good friends and you boink, you should be boyfriend and girlfriend because then you're the perfect match. Why are you saying boink? <laughs> I don't know. Cause I'm from, it a boink? I grew up in the 80s. Changed? No, I put an I in it. I okay. go B-O-I-N-K, okay. boink. No, I mean, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. It's just I don't think I've heard people say boink. <laughs> Did they bonk, say bonk? bonk? Sure, let's bonk. Let's bonk is English. Uh, boink is uh, Boink Aussie. is American. <laughs> Maybe Aussie. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm just bringing it in as a new word. Maybe that's. My I thing. think you're probably right. Like, I mean, I'm trying. You know, like it's been a long time since I was single, but there was definitely friends of mine when I had friends. But I always felt like that the friends with benefits thing was equal parts. Like it was equal part friendship and equal part. No, sex. But now no, that I think about it, if I was really was. honest, it probably, yeah, it probably always got complicated at some point because someone always likes someone more than the other. Or or even if you are, you're not expecting to, you will. You'll end up liking them. And something one, happens. And A something, chemical change occurs. Well, have you heard yeah. the theory that women have this? So, if, okay, you can be friends with benefit as long as the women don't orgasm because there's this chemical in our body that it uh, forms yeah, an yeah. attachment. So if I'm going to have a friend well, with benefit and I luckily, orgasm. Luckily, <laughs> Jenna, I've never had that problem. 
<laughs> You're like, I had 20. I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these guys now going, oh, my God, how have I stayed friends with benefits? Why aren't they obsessed with me? Because they were faking it. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden you're like, why have I got all these like, girlfriends that I can sleep with? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Am I shit in bed? They're going to be so paranoid so. now. But it's true. We women, we get attached and I get in trouble for saying it all the time, but it's true. If I genuinely, genuinely like you as a person and I'm having sex with you, at some stage I'm going to want you to be my boyfriend. It's just, I right. don't know, human nature. It's science. It's science. I love science. Um but that's why I think friends with benefits can be the guy you think is hot but maybe a little bit dumb, perfect, perfect friends with benefits. Yeah. Or the guy who's a bit of a nerd but is packing, perfect. <laughs> like, but the guy you genuinely yeah. like, no, don't make that person your friends with benefits. Oh, God, it's hard dating, isn't it? You, I know you, you posted something the other day. You actually reposted. It was the idea of um, uh, it was like a – uh, it was uh, you want to quit bad boys, oh, yeah. but the nice guys so leave like the nerdiest the ick. messages. The ick. Oh my what god! Is, so what, what was that? What was that? I mean, you're using a a, a Willy Wonka, a, a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Johnny Depp quote, but <laughs> what was that based off? Like, what inspired that? I that can tell meme? you exactly what that was based off. So I am trying to change my type, and it's working a little bit. I fell in love last weekend with a guy, of course, who lives in Dubai. But um, <laughs> but there was this other guy, and I was like, oh, maybe I like him. And then he sent me a text message that was like, hello, you scrumptious muffin. And I just went, scrumptious muffin. No, men don't talk like that. If you call me yummy or delicious or cutie pie or in this case scrumptious muffin, ick. Like we still want a bit of man. Yeah, right. Is it it because it's too much? Is it because like it's you need to just have a little bit of it's sort of you want someone to kind of just have a little, like just you a little bit of kind of, bit of in, intrigue, a little bit of mystery. Yes. Can't, yeah, just can't be too eager. Oh, Don't be too keen. There was a guy I went on a few dates with the end of last year and I just couldn't read him and I was frothing for it. I even said to my girlfriends, I was like, every date I didn't know how it went. And I think that made me like him more because I was like, it was kind of fun. Like you got to work for you it. You got to work for it. Women are, are the same as men. We both like a bit of chase. So I say, don't put your cards. Don't call people a scrumptious muffin far too early. Maybe a year from now it might have been cute, but no. One of the most crushing experiences that ever happened to me as a teenager was there was this girl Beck. She was so hot. <laughs> and like I thought way out of my league. And I remember at like a party one weekend, like she kissed me and we ended up sort of like fooling around. And I was so like smitten and in love with her that I just was like, you know, this is the greatest thing that ever happened. And then when I got to school on Monday, mm-hmm. like all my mates were laughing and I was like, What's, why is everyone laughing? And they're like, oh, apparently you're really soppy with her. Like you just like told her how beautiful <laughs> she was and how amazing she was and, and she was really turned off. And I remember being like, I Horrified. thought that's what girls wanted to hear, like how amazing she was and how beautiful she was and how into her I was. But apparently it was just like too much, dude, dial it down. She yeah, liked it better when you were a bit more of a puzzle box. <laughs> I know we're so messed up like that. As human beings, we're so messed up like that. But, and a little like the first time they call you babe, 
you can get excited or like sexy at the start, maybe call them sexy. Hey, sexy. Like I got a text this morning of this guy I was like, morning, sexy. And I was like, heck yeah. Like that's cute. The, the baby words too soon just goes bad. Bubba. Anyone that calls you Bubba. Yeah. Even hearing people Bubba, in never public. Heard Bubba. You know, oh God. There was a, a dude, I, I, there was a guy I used to go to uni with. He was a male model. And um, me and my friend um, Mika would always like laugh about him because he <clears throat> he thought he was God's gift. Of course, of course. <laughs> and the way he would address each girl, he did call every girl Bella. Hey Bella, oh, how you doing, Bella? No, <laughs> no. And it was just like <laughs> that is so pretentious and so lame. <laughs> but we used to thick. laugh. We just we we, we just we, we would wait. It was like that was the drinking game. Is when's he going to drop a Bella? Hey Bella. <laughs> You're doing, Bella. Oh. You're going to this lecture, Bella? No, oh, no. And was he at least, because isn't Bella, is that Italian or is it? Italian for beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. Was he at least Italian or was he just I don't think so. trying to be smooth? <laughs> <laughs> oh. He was just trying to be smooth. But, like, it was packaged up with this, like, just intense kind of arrogance as well that used to make <laughs> us laugh so much. See, the weird thing is, like, Italians can get away with it. I was dating a guy last year who was Chilean. Oh, my God. He could get as soppy as he wanted purely because his accent made it sexy. So maybe it's just Aussie guys. Maybe maybe I'm being discriminatory, but I don't know. You are. You, am, there's I? a lot of things that I've been shocked. <laughs> I've, I've always thought of you as being very open-minded, but you've you created some boundaries that I was <laughs> – unaware of before we started recording. Oh, no. I'm a disappointment. Mainly to do with bodily functions, which is understandable. I, I live and die by that sword. No farting ever. <laughs> okay. I'm like a Barbie doll down there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Are you, like, really thankful now that you're married and <laughs> you don't have to go through any of this ever again? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, this is kind of fun for me talking to you because it's like even hearing you talk about like dating apps, like there were no dating apps when, you know, I was single and I do not know how I would go. If I was to ever find myself single again, I think I would just stay single Mm. because the (laughs) idea of dating seems terrible, especially at my age now, it's like, what the fuck am I going to bring to the table? And I'm not going to go for a younger girlfriend because I just cannot stand. Oh listening to their topics of conversation and I don't have to explain my references. And so it's like, well, I guess I'll just, I'll just stay single forever. But <laughs> I do used to love, back when I was doing Home and Away, um, a lot of the makeup girls were single and they would often bring out the dating apps at lunch. And I used to love sitting with them and swiping left and right and, oh, he looks good or he doesn't look good or whatever. And to the point where I said to Jem, hey, can I download like a dating app? Tinder or something, not because I want to, just so for fun. Just have a look. <laughs> we can just, just I'll just create look. a profile. <laughs> we can just have a look and we can just like swipe. But I'm kind of glad. I'm oh, kind of glad. Don't go down there. It's a dark, dark place. I got in trouble last year. No, the year before. We had just come out of lockdown. I don't know. It's all a haze since we came out of lockdown. But I swiped right on this guy who looked gorgeous and he was like tall and big shoulders and handsome. And I and I went to go meet him and I saw this guy waving to me in the corner and he was quite large and I was like, oh, hi, and I kept looking, kept looking, kept looking. And then he was like, no, it's me. He, all his photos from the dating app were at least five years old and I got in trouble because I, yeah. I ended up writing about it. It's it's not a nice name. It's called fat fishing where <laughs> if you've maybe mm. been in the good paddock, 
for a winter mm. or something like that and you've put on all this weight but you still use your skinny photos and that guy and I would have felt bad about writing about him except he was so horrible to me on this date he was like um, gaslighting me he told me that my job was cute and that I, my job oh, isn't God. real and um Oh my god! My car isn't a serious car. I drove like a Fiat 500, and to be fair, it's not a serious car. But he just kept like hammering me, and I thought, mate, you don't even look like your pictures anymore. But yeah, I got in trouble for that because I said um, I was trying to find a polite way of saying he had put on a lot of weight, which we all did mm. over COVID. Like I hit the muffins hard, mm. um, but I said he. Yeah, he looked like he had been left out in the good paddock. <laughs> and mm. this female group um, went, got up in arms and said that I was comparing fat people to farm animals. <laughs> I was like, what? That is oh, a they don't long what a good paddock means. We say that yeah, at home yeah, all the time, yeah. the been out in the good paddock. Like after yeah, COVID, I had been, been, been out in the good paddock. I had eaten all the grass. <laughs> like Anyway, I got in trouble for that article. But... A lot of people got it. A lot of, but that's not that's what you're not missing on the dating apps. Everyone used filters. Everyone uses photos from like five years ago. Yeah, it's um, it's an. Interesting I just think the place. issue from the the issue for me would be in the same way that like we now have a million streaming services to choose from, and you can't watch something for more than fifteen minutes before you're like, oh my god, like what else is on? Yep. Like that would be the problem for me. Is like. Well, if I've got this dating app and like if this date requires a bit more attention or it's not ex- it's not easy straight away, then I'm going to switch off and knowing that there's still a million options in my phone. Yeah. And I don't think that's healthy. No. Like I think part of the, you know, it's almost what you're saying about like dating in America, like face-to-face actually having to talk to someone, initiate, getting through that awkward phase of, you know, the, your embarrassment or shyness or insecurity of, of approaching someone, like all that kind of stuff, you know, it, it's resilience, right? Yes. Like it helps build yes, resilience. It so and does. I think that, so it's, a, it's two issues of one, like you're not building up any resilience and I, like the, I'm, I am the least qualified person to talk about this, but I would imagine it's the resilience, but also just the lack of, um, investment in the person that's sitting in front of you knowing that if this doesn't go well or she doesn't immediately or he doesn't immediately grab my attention then I can you know go straight onto my app and find someone else and I just think that it'd become this very circular kind of track you're on where it's like oh I have to find the perfect person the perfect person it's like well that's not really how relationships work. No. Like it's always a job interview in the first few weeks. Everyone is wearing their best clothes and and then slowly you start to see the real person underneath. And that becomes, that's what I think the real romance of a relationship is. Like, yeah, we have biological urges, you know, that aren't necessarily monogamous. Mm-hmm. But the beauty and the romance of picking one person is like, yeah, of course I have urges to go off and just have sex with whoever, Mm. but you interest me enough and you are intriguing enough that I am going to forego the biological urge because I think this is worth more than that. And I just don't know that having that disposable form of dating helps with that. Well, they've done studies on it and, and, and what you're saying is, has been proven and it's, they're saying it's only going to get worse. So they found that in 2023, there were more people in situationships 
compared to relationships because they everyone yeah. does feel like there's so many more options out there now. Like back in the day, you used to have to pick up the phone, call their home line, probably speak to their yeah. parents or their flatmate parents. or whoever and say, hi, can I please speak to Charlie? Then you organized a date. Then you had to go to that date on time because you couldn't text them and cancel it at the last mm. minute. There was so much more follow through. And because you've gone to all that effort to get to that date, you're more likely to stay in that relationship as opposed to these days where you can organize a date via an app, cancel it last minute via text. You don't need to look them eye and eye. And if they give you one ick on a date, you are, you're already like, you know, swiping right to find another person. So no one has lasting power anymore. And they're saying, they're seeing it in the number of people who, are actually in relationships these days because it's seriously declining, which is a bit depressing. Yeah. And but it's also like there's no such thing as the perfect relationship. Like that's sort of, I mean, I don't I hate to bring it back to the manosphere again, but that's what makes me laugh so much about these guys and, you know, this kind of high value women, you know, oh, what they what they consider high value. It's like when they say but that. But that's you're not you're not describing a human being. No, <laughs> like, you no. know, like we're not commodities who have like, you know, features like a car where it's like, oh, you know, they have this body and they have yeah. these interests and they come from this kind of stock or whatever. Like that's not human beings. And also once you have two individuals in a relationship, if it's a monogamous relationship, then you have to build something new mm-hmm. out of those it's, because it's no longer, you can't both have exactly what you want. You've got to compromise. And that is the hardest thing about being in a long-term relationship and why I understand why people divorce mm-hmm. and separate and break up. Because, you know, I think Gemma and I, we work in a similar industry. And so like, you know, the, the, the ins and outs of our workflow and where we can live and stuff have all been the same. But for instance, you know, if she worked in an industry where she had to be in, you know, New York or London or even in Sydney, you know, that would sort of impact on us and and create strain. And so I feel like people go into relationships going, well, unless it's, I don't want to give up anything. I, I want it to all be my way, or at least, you know, that person has to align with my values the entire way along rather than thinking, okay, I want to keep 70% of my priorities, Mm -hmm. but there's 30%, you know, maybe you're not sure if you want to have kids. Maybe you're not sure if, you know, you want to be the stay at home parent, maybe. And, but this stuff all has to be up. It all has to be up for debate. Or, or at least up to for negotiation or whatever. Of course. Be flexible. A much nicer term than debate and negotiation. <laughs> you need to I made it sound like the death. <laughs> death, exactly. Um, but it's true. But there's this really good, I follow this psychologist on Instagram, and she said, a long term relationship will see you have nine different lives together because we are, we're yeah. always changing, we're always evolving. And you do see those people that say, I don't want kids. And then you see them on Instagram three years later, pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you, it's exactly what you're Remember saying. My, my, Sorry, go. My mum said to me once, like, no, it's like my mum was only with my father, you know, there's the only man she's with her entire life. And, you know, she was very much about like, she used to say there's no one person you're in love with. There could be like a dozen people yeah. that you could fall in love with. Yeah. But the point is to choose one or not to, to choose one. You don't have to. But mm-hmm. if you are going to commit, then you have to commit 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's not about it being easy. Oh, this person made it easy for me to fall in love with them. It's not really about that. Mm. It's like I love I, – I like to say it's the person you hate the least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Find the person yeah. 
<laughs> you hate the least that yes. you can spend the most amount of time with. It's so true. And and se- But that's why yeah. these men, like, who do go for the younger girls, because I always read, I've read every dating book you can because I am just fascinated in what makes relationships work and things like that. And they say the longest relationships are the people that married their best friend because even when you're furious at each other, which is going to happen, there's still your body and soul. Like there's still your best friend. So of course you're going to make up. And that's what makes me nervous about, you know, these men that have midlife crises and women, I am seeing it in women at the moment as well. And they do marry that 23 year old girl. And I think, what are you going to chat about on like when you're old and you're old and gray and she's living her best life, but like on those long car trips and those hospital stays and those, you know, really boring moments in life, you want your best friend next to you. So, Oh, I love that yeah. your mum. Well, you might that. also need some living help as well, you know, to get to the bathroom. Well, you're not shitting stuff, so in front of each I can other. Understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can understand the attraction of having a younger partner in that instance. Oh, God, I'm going to have to Jenna, save we're... for a nurse because I'm not letting my husband go near it. <laughs> <laughs> Just one thing, uh, we're going to have to wrap it up, but one thing before we go, do you have a date organised for tomorrow? I do, but he's in Dubai, so... He better, I hope he's sent me flowers. Well, how's that going to work? Maybe a plane ticket to Dubai. It's not a no. It's not a no. Well, if he does send you flowers, we fully expect you to see parading oh. them around and sticking it in our face on Instagram. Yeah. I want to see stories from every angle of those flowers. If you see a girl doing hot laps around Bondi with a bunch of roses, it's me. <laughs> Give me a toot. <laughs> and, and, Jana, if people, well, people want to find you online, where can they do that? So it's Jana, J-A-N-A underscore Hocking. Uh, on Instagram and, I don't know, TikTok, same on TikTok. I'm trying to get into the TikTok. Are you on the TikTok? No, I feel like that that, that boat has sailed for a man of my oh, elder well, status. The fact that I'm calling it the TikTok probably means it has the for TikTok. me too. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit me up on and Instagram. And I can highly recommend uh, <laughs> Hit out, uh, hit up Jenna's Instagram on a Monday evening. Check out the Saucy Secrets. Trust me, you do it once, you'll be hooked. It's my favourite thing to do on a Monday evening. Jenna, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Can't wait to have you thank back. Thank you, Charlie. Anytime. Stop fighting in front of Jemma. <laughs> <laughs> Listener.